still wanna go outside? You seen what going on out there? Hey guys, and welcome back to Confessions from the Couch. In today's episode, we'll be talking about coronavirus! Coronavirus! The pandemic, COVID-19. And all of its madness. It's been so long. I know. So when you guys first heard about COVID-19, what was going on through you guys' heads? Were you guys scared? Not really concerned? Um, I feel like it, I went through a wave of emotions when I first found out. I honestly thought it was like a joke. Like, it's, it's sad to say, but I thought it was a joke and I didn't think it was that serious. Like, we had Ebola a few years. So I didn't think it was going to pan out to be what it is now. I thought it was going to blow over. And then when we got like into quarantine and the, the feelings changed a little bit, it started getting real. I was kind of scared. I was on social media a bit too much and I was freaking out. Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> I went through, like, I me, mean, I went through like these different stages of feelings, but I think I was more bothered than anything that everybody thought it was a hoax. <laughs> like the more that research was being put out and like, the CDC was coming out with new guidelines and all this stuff. People was like, take not taking it seriously, not taking precautions, and still doing these large gatherings and living in DC, and just seeing like people literally having a cookout <laughs> in the summertime after we already know um, was a little bothersome. But I don't know when it first started. And everything started shutting down, like schools, grocery stores, only essential workers could be out. You started to see like, okay, this is real. Didn't know we would still be in it. Thought it was going to be a phase and like it passed through. But I don't know. Yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> I really only started hearing about it in school and it was it was weird for, to be honest I thought it would have been like the um the h1n1 virus mm. and I mean that wasn't much of anything we were still scared we were all in school and you know just like don't call for me and all of this craziness but it got real when they were starting to think like you know they might shut down schools and stuff like that one of my um one of my classmates she went to China <laughs> in December for the um the Christmas break and I I kind of I mean as bad as it sound I kind of had my eyes on her like you know <laughs> this is a bit crazy like you know she's now coming from over there I'm like man but yeah I don't know I didn't I didn't take it as serious when it first started but like once school shut down it was just like my thoughts completely changed and realized that it's real serious, like for them to shut down school, like, yeah. I think it hit different when it started affecting people personally, like at home. Like when your job became affected, when your family's jobs became impacted, when like we're in school and like everything went virtual. Well, I work in a school and I work with kids. So it's like now, teachers have to teach from home like we still have to find a way to make things work in society although the economy is shutting down exactly like you would never think that 
people would have to start working from home, not even working from home or their jobs are like shutting down. Like we live in a capitalist society, like work has to be, it has to keep going. So for things to switch off like that, <clears throat> you definitely know that it's pretty serious. But that's why they told me open it back up too, because we are a capitalist society. Like they need it. You need money to make the world go round. basically. It wasn't about nobody's health. It wasn't like health wasn't even a considerational factor. The economy opened back up so fast because it was starting to fail. We are already in debt. Like the United States is already in debt. Been in debt for years. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not doing trading and all that other stuff and people aren't spending money, the deficit will continue to fall. I feel like in a sense, you could say that definitely, but I still feel like that's kind of like BS when you look at other countries and see how they handled it and completely shut down. Like there, I think it was Barbados or something like that. Like you were only allowed to be out like from your last name. Like if you were seen out, you would get in trouble. Like people still shut down and they handled it properly. And you can see it like how, like the benefits of where they are now. Their economies, like I feel like I didn't hear about any economies crashing or any drastic things happening with people's economies in other countries. Like, yes, obviously we need money, but at the same time, like our lives are more important. I definitely agree that our lives are more important. That's why I was so confused when the world opened back up. Like it was nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think what the start around March, I was jet, the crazy part is I just came back from New Orleans. Right when this stuff started, like, I guess it was already, like, word going around, like, this was out, but, like, it really impacted come March when things started happening, like, things are shutting down, and I'm like, I literally was out here living my best life traveling, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't, I guess it wasn't so much information out about it, like, yes, it was, like, little whispers here and there, like, this is what it is, it's the coronavirus, we don't really have any evidence of what it is or anything come to find out there was more evidence out there than what was and that it can't touch America or it won't like vastly affect America because it's all the way in China and a whole bunch of nonsense that's where it came to and it's crazy I was traveling too I went to literally like the couple weeks before I, I went to Portugal Paris and London And my job kept saying like, oh, nobody should be traveling because I think our CEO planned a trip to Italy and he canceled his trip because of this. I wasn't canceling my trip. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking like, oh, it's in China. We're untouchable. It's not that deep. Ebola was a thing. It's not going to be that deep. But I remember going to each country and I left Portugal and went to France. When we got to France, there was cases in Portugal. Then we went to uh, London from France and then my friend's dad called him was like um the cases just left France now they're coming to London like right and it was just like I remember coming back to New York and we were in the train station and I was just thinking like yo like this is kind of wild because all these like you don't know who could have this and it's just like in a blink of an eye like literally I came back I think I was back for like a few days and my job completely shut down and I haven't been back since and I feel like it at first it was a joke and then literally it just switched and it got real i don't know i'm 100 real quick like it's scary like you see movies about stuff like this i think there's a movie about like the the swine flu and how fast it could spread and like i just didn't think this would be a reality 
Mm-hmm. You know when it started and like you would go out to the grocery store and you'll see some people following the guidelines and some not with the mask. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we just in the grocery store, you would see some people with a mask on, some people without them on. So I was like, so do you really not believe in this? Do you think that it's a conspiracy? Do you think that you're untouchable? You're invincible? Like what is happening in your brain that says, let me not do what these people are saying when the numbers were continuously rising. And that was the scary part. It's like these numbers are rising. And now America, what, the United States has, what, the highest deaths? Really? I don't know. I can't say. Apparently, we are leading. I remember when it first happened, like, Japan and all the other countries were leading. And then out of nowhere, America just started leading. And New York was, like, the number one place. So I think we are leading in, like, deaths and cases. I honestly wouldn't put it past us just for the simple fact that I don't want to say as Americans, but Americans <laughs> feel like they're entitled. Like, you know, like they're untouchable. Like we're number one and, you know, I don't know. My, I have a question though. So y'all remember, I remember I was in Altoona. I was in class and we heard about Ebola. There was like pictures and stuff like that. Everybody was freaking out. So what was the difference? Because I feel like everyone's attitude was kind of the same. So it's like when... I lost the question I, I meant to ask, but like, were cases not as high for Ebola in the H1N1? Like, what was, like, what switched the panic mode for everybody? Like, actually, this is more serious. Because I think that's why I personally wasn't taking it serious because we had all these other outbreaks that we freaked out about, but then it didn't get anywhere. I think because they knew about it, though. Like, there was there was substantial evidence and like information provided about what these things were and the coronavirus, no one knew. It was like symptoms were coming out and the symptoms kept being added. Then it was like, we don't know what to do. We don't have a vaccination for it. And all these other factors played into that. I think with the with Ebola situation, H1N1, the information was already had before it got like plastered all over CNN. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. But that is just a guess. I honestly don't know. I'm not a science head. <laughs> it's just Because <laughs> apparently COVID has been around for years, but this particular strand, like, it was a mutated form. So, yeah, that's probably why, like, all the symptoms were just kind of like, oh, well, this is a symptom. This isn't a symptom. There was a lot of, like, false news and false claims and false articles around it in the beginning, too. When you say that, mm-hmm. it makes me think. <laughs> when you say that, that makes me just think of somebody in a lab, just mess, m- messing around with the strains, like literally. That's Girl. what that sounds like. That uh-huh. sounds like that. Huh? What'd you that, say? Who live? You. I said that really sounds like that. Somebody's in the lab mixing and cooking up something, and then because they did that, they then walked away with it and then gave it to everybody else. That's what that sounds like. So I'm going to just put this out in the episode from the beginning. I'm going to say this now. I feel like I do fall victim to some conspiracy theories. And maybe we'll touch on that in this episode, maybe not. But I believe um, this was a thing. So obviously coronavirus, if you look at the Lysol bottle, COVID, not the 19 strand, has been around whatever. 
they mutated it. My mom's friend was in the hospital in 2018 and they ran all these tests on her. COVID was in her test. She's like, what the hell is COVID? Like, what, what is this? They knew it was around because they were doing stuff. Like if you stop me y'all, cause I will keep going. But apparently <laughs> talks with Bill Gates, this man knew was coming cause he probably created it and mutated it for somebody. But yeah, I, I honestly believe the strand was put out to that's all I'm gonna say. But there's many test things like that. In this case, they just tested the whole damn world, and America just seems to be the number one guinea pig. So I agree on that too. Like these things don't just be popping out of nowhere. Somebody trying to figure out something. I think it's population control. Yeah, that too. Definitely that too. I feel like it. If you look at it, it kind of. I don't know how deep the mutations can go and if you can target certain things but the fact that like a lot of older people or people with pre-existing like health conditions were affected the most it wasn't just like a common code anybody that gets it is at the same level like if you had pre-existing conditions if you were older your situation was a little worse but if you think about if you think about certain things like that for any little um disease or whatever the case may be is that actually happens like your immune system is a lot more weaker you're older and you have a lot of other things against you so it's not going to work your body's not going to work to its full potential so i mean i that's the easiest way out and right now we're in the era of you know baby boomers being the older Mm -hmm. population now too so that can definitely be it and social security people are saying but Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) We're just going to keep it sweet right there. <laughs> the people, everything. Um, it's like, we kind of, I guess if we touched on a little bit, like, how it affected us, mm-hmm. like, emotionally and mentally, I guess being, thinking about being in quarantine for so long, like, mentally and emotionally, like, where are you? Again, I feel like since we have been in quarantine for so long, it's went in like different phases and stages. Like in the beginning, I was like, oh, I could work from home. This is nice. Then it went to me being on social media, being scared, a new world order and all this stuff like the fear came. And then it was, you know, what? I'm gonna take this time to actually get to myself. So I started like picking up other hobbies and stuff like that. Now I'm just kind of in limbo. Like, it just feels like the new norm right now. So it's not like, I feel like I'm not really affected as much as I was because it's been the norm for 11 months now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely waves. I definitely feel that. (laughs) Yeah, I could say the same thing too. And I feel like as time is passing i don't i don't wish this on anybody but um like once your family gets affected by covid even just by them having covid like that brings a whole new phase to your life also like you're what you're thinking about the complete worst at that moment and then now say like you know somebody dies because of this disease that's going on it's just like all right like you're taking precautions like what about the people who have to be in quarantine for 14 days and they're in a household with other people like 
imagine how they're acting in their house like okay i'm be the new germaphobe now i'm cleaning every single knob you know like i'm sliding the food into their room i've, I've never experienced that but like even down to my dad having COVID, I didn't even want to go back home. I, I left and I went to PA and I never came back to New York until school started again. And that was like about how many months, like six months after. So it's a bit crazy. I don't know. No, I, so my grandmother got COVID. Um, and that's what it was, is like literally became, I am already a germaphobe. So I became an even bigger one. Like, we went grocery shopping. No, we wiping down groceries. We wiping off door handles when we come in, leave out. Like, she had her own set of utensils. To, this is what they tell you, too, when, like, when you're quarantined in the house, too. Like, have them stay in a separate room. They have their own set of utensils to use. Um, continue to wipe down everything. We already, hell, I'm black. Bleaches and everything. Bleaches even in dishwater. So... <laughs> Like, continue to bleach Lysol, everything down. But having a family member have COVID, that, it just hits different. Like, it felt, especially in the beginning, because we didn't know nothing. And that's when it was like, it first started. Felt like my whole world was crumbling. And then I was still in school. I was at the end of my semester. Can you imagine? Right. Oh, my god! At the end of my semester, a paper, a final, and everything else was doing, still going through this. And I still had to maintain and manage. No, agree. That was like more in the beginning, right? Hmm. Like more in the beginning of like quarantine and stuff like that when your grandma uh had it, right? So that was that the was end me. of that was, that was yeah. That when? was like, mine was at the end of my finals. So that was of like your of the spring semester, little fall. No spring. That's spring. spring. Sorry, that's spring. Yeah. So. Right, it, so was, it was me that was affected like in the middle not not the um in the middle of the semester okay so do you guys feel like um I brought it up because my one friend her grandfather and aunt got it and passed away and when it happened it was still like in the beginning phases so mm -hmm. it was kind of hard because you have half people saying well half of the society saying it's fake it's not a real thing but you just had two family members pass away from it. So did you guys have to like go through any of that? Like kind of like trying to figure out what it is. Is it serious? Like this person has it, but like were the symptoms as bad as they said? Like, how was that? I feel like the mentality of it all, if it doesn't happen to you yet, you don't know how severe it is, you mm -hmm. know? So, and I'll feel like that too. Like I felt bad for a lot of people who were losing their um their loved ones and stuff like that. But until it happened to me, it was just like a whole new world. And then also being, you're hearing updates on what's happening in the hospital and you're just like, oh my gosh, like literally they were okay one day. And then the next day you hear like, it's going for the worst. And then you're wondering why they're not doing enough. You know, it's just... It's a bit crazy, and that's why everybody, when people are talking about their story, that's why I feel like everybody should begin to start taking it more seriously. Like, this isn't a joke, and it can happen to you, and it can happen to anybody, you know, like your loved ones, so. Yeah, um, I didn't experience no one saying that, and then I didn't tell many people either, and this is, like, the biggest platform I'm using, only because we're talking about COVID and how good it is. 
like that was the most scariest moment of my life. Like I was in the house with my grandmother. She passed out. She walked to her room. She called me and was like, I feel like I'm getting dizzy. And she literally, her feet was under her and she collapsed on the floor. Like that was the most scariest part of my life. And like, I'm glad I'm the type of person, hell, I fight through anything. Like it wasn't no freeze moment. I know what to do. Like we ain't freezing. <laughs> fight or flight, like fight, fight or freeze. <laughs> hell I'm running like (laughs) but I think with it is people don't take it serious until it hits home and so since I was already taking it serious but like seeing that it actually happened and then knowing like my grandmother's 73 years old her immune system hell is stronger than some 20 year olds I know so (laughs) the fact that she could fight in like I don't know. It was just like different people giving things to do, like tips, like remedies. And like, yeah, you got to take Tylenol to keep a fever down, but like immune booster drinks, don't sleep on them. Like those, like literally heating up oranges and lemons and cayenne pepper and drinking it every day to actually help and like build up your immune system. Do those things. Like you think that's a hoax, like COVID is a hoax, but then you put other daily things into your body every day that can actually kill you. So either way, if I look at it, you're dead either way. So people are telling you these things. I think you should do them and listen to them. But especially somebody telling you their story and they're willing to share and you still not taking it serious, I think you should look at a hard, take a hard look at yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. That was nice, guys. Yeah. I love the transparency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting you guys to, like, share, like, this is, like, personal experiences, but that's good. Yeah. So, where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it's been, we've been in quarantine for, like, 11 months now, or even more. So, yeah, about 11 months, actually. So what are we doing? What have we been doing? Um, Oh, go ahead. Um, I feel like this is such a broad question. Um, I I do take it serious, guys. But (laughs) (laughs) no, 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 listen. I because I okay so I've been I traveled last year but at the same time I take this serious I was already a germaphobe before so it's like trying to find a balance of trying to still live my life and do things I like to do but also being like super safe and super precautious like I would hang out with friends and I would still wear a mask and use hand sanitizer like I don't play that so I'm still trying to find like that that good balance of this is serious. People are still getting it. Like this entire time, my cousin just got COVID a month ago and she's a nurse. That was the first person in my family to have this out of 10 months. So it's like, it it's still a real thing. Like people are still getting COVID. Like people need to take it serious. So yeah, I'm sorry. It, it was a broad question. So I didn't really know what to talk about, but basically I'm still trying to just find that perfect balance of taking it serious. And I think now there's like even a new strain out. Did y'all hear about that? Yeah. 
the first case just hit Pennsylvania to this to like this week or something and it's like even more contagious or something but basically still even though we're in quarantine and less people may be getting it now you know I feel like you don't hear about the cases as much still just taking proper precautions and I take vitamins elderberry sea moss nutriburst vitamin c every single day <laughs> so every day I'm just trying to make sure my immune system is good Oh yeah, here's the plug though, because I haven't mentioned immune booster drink and I'll even put the recipe on our page, but small plug, small tip. If you're not taking vitamins, you definitely should be in COVID. Should... Listen, you want to take them before COVID, that's okay. Start taking them now. Your immune system is very important, whether you get COVID or not, but your immune system, your body is your temple. Like literally be careful what you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. And vitamins are definitely important. If your doctor ain't tell you, I'm telling you. And make sure they actually not to. So what do you guys take? And vitamin D, I forgot to mention that. Something else I'll take. So are you guys? I take vitamin C. I take a lab um, that has basically almost every uh, thing in them. And then I also take another lab, which is small thing, but it's for me, like biotin. Mm-hmm. Grow my hair. <laughs> Because I'm trying to not be wearing a white track. I want my own weave down my back. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I haven't really been able to keep up with vitamins. Well, prior to COVID, um, I have been taking them more often. I'm definitely um taking vitamin C now, and I mean probiotics is not really relevant, but yeah, that's literally it though. Oh, and elderberry. If you ain't got no elderberry, you should been taking elderberry. They have gummies, guys, because I hate taking oh, supplements. Most of my stuff is gummies. <laughs> All mine are gummies. Oh, I do a laugh because I do not do gelatin. So if you are a no pork lover or no beef lover, I do take a laugh because they don't have gelatin in them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, that's my research because, you know, I can't be chewing on anything. I don't do pork or beef and then gelatin. Beef and pork is in gelatin. Like, who would have thought that? Listen. Oh, gosh. I'm weak. I'm sorry. I started talking about vitamins and stuff. So where are you guys now? Uh, <laughs> Liv, you want to go first? Or should I tell everybody what I told you the other day? <laughs> Man, where am I now? Listen, my focus right now is just on school, to be honest. And I'm here just like I'm chilling. I I'm actually enjoying this quarantine. I'm be honest. Like I realized like I really love being by myself. Like it's just huh. man, I forgot what day it was. Um I go back and forth from New York to PA sometimes, you know, to hang out with my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. But um I went back home to New York. And I literally did not leave the house for 12 days straight. Like, were you quarantined? (laughs) I was not in quarantine, but like, you know, I had to study for my finals and stuff like that. And I felt completely fine. Like, most times I would literally go outside like once a week. Like, I'm studying and I have no reason else to go outside. I'm not really hanging out with my friends. And yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. So, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, 
don't know. But I'm enjoy I'm enjoying it. I feel like I haven't had enough time for myself personally with school going on and stuff like that. So me just being in the house and, you know, whenever I find that little bit of time to have for myself, like it's not I'm not gonna be spending it time with other people. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's that. Okay. So where I am now is ready to escape. Um <laughs> I just need somewhere to go. <laughs> I am tired of like by now I would have been on two trips. Literally. It's I think it's what Mira said too is like I am taking this serious, but also hell, we even did traveling during COVID. Um together. We went to Boston, but I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to be on somebody's plane. I'm ready to be on somebody's beach. Sound like I would have had a trip booked on the break so that I could actually mentally escape. But right now, I am focusing on school and trying to get this degree. But I am literally losing my mind. And I'm saying that to be transparent to say that, like, I think some people out there feel like I do. Like, we're, I feel like I'm trapped in my own mind. Sometimes I feel like I'm trapped physically somewhere like being in the house and yes I could get out and walk and do all these other things where other people are not but for me my sanity comes in from traveling and being out of my city um and then so much has been happening around me just I lost so many people and it's not even COVID related like I just lost so many young people in my family within the last couple of months and it's hard to process while I'm being like I'm stuck in one spot and then funerals don't look the same I can't really hug and touch people I can't even touch I would normally not hug and touch a dead person in the casket because I just don't like funerals regardless and I don't like seeing my loved ones gone but if I wanted to hold on to them one last time I literally couldn't I couldn't look at them in the casket like I have to look at them virtually and see it like literally see the service go on on a computer screen like that's not life and it's not natural like you can't even celebrate their life together as a unit as a unit or like as a family and for me that's why I was like I need just to escape so I have a question. So since those the deaths weren't um like COVID related, is it like still like ten people per, you know, like that can go to the service? You can't have an open casket. Like, are they still treating non-COVID people as if they have COVID too? Like, so my cousin who passed away, um, Noel. Her funeral, oh my God. So her funeral was basically a production. It's how she lived her life, right? Live, she danced for a living, like that's her. So it wasn't 10 people. Um, my aunt found a big enough venue to hold people, enough of us. And you had to be on the guest list and the cheers and everything was spaced six feet. There was a viewing still happening. Um, so you did get to still see her. Um, a friend of the family, his casket was clear. So you could so you could still see him, but you couldn't touch him. 
Oh, wow. Um, so in those instances, they are still doing things to like prevent the spread of COVID. But because I think capacity is a little bit open now and things haven't shut back down, that's why it's more than 10 people can show up. But even still, if you were doing a viewing, everybody couldn't go in a building at the same time. You had to wait till some people leave. Like they was only letting a certain number of people come in and out for a viewing. If you were staying for the service, you would stay sit seated in the one spot regardless. And then after the fact, you'll leave the venue. And like you couldn't stay laying around or anything. And of course, at your own risk, how you usually would have a repass, those were whoever had them separately in their own locations was happening, but everybody that was at the funeral wanted to come to a repass and like how you would usually get like a separate um, venue if it's not at somebody's house, you couldn't do that much either. Oh, wow. Okay. But even think about like people's birthdays, people aren't celebrating the way they used to. People mm. are on Zoom calls. <laughs> I used to do a Zoom call for my birthday. We were in Atlanta. Seriously, I feel like like in the beginning there was all these restrictions, but now since it's open, it's kind of just up to the person. Because like, there's clubs in New Jersey that are still open, like whole clubs that are open. Nobody has a mask on, so it just I feel like it depends on where you are. Atlanta never shut down, so I'm sure people at normal parties and stuff there. So since like each state is different and I feel like the person hosting the event may be different. Like our friend Yah just had a baby shower and she did a drive-by for those who felt like uncomfortable, but who, those who felt comfortable were able to go inside and there was food and we all had masks on, but it was like weird because it's like we had to keep on our masks down to eat. So I feel like it just, it depends on the people too. I don't know about like funerals and stuff like that, but for like birthdays, I feel like it depends. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, how people are socially more outgoing and, like, first of all, I don't care how cool we are. I get on a plane, yes, and fly somewhere. I'm not being in a venue that's 800 square feet and we ain't got no mask on and we partying. Like, we're not doing that. I kind of feel some type of way about the plane, too, because in the beginning, (laughs) airlines were, like, blocking off the middle seat. That's something. But now, like, planes are literally to capacity and you can't control everybody keeping their mask on like remember your flight to Atlanta yes like people were taking their mask off and her flight was filled like no I I think that's with specific airlines too and this is why I don't fly with everybody but I think everybody opened it because I think Delta and American were like the last to do I don't know if Delta is but American completely opened it back up that's cool. That's they have like less flights or something because all my flights have been packed. Yeah, I think Delta said that they will continue to have the middle seat um closed off and stuff like that. But it's crazy. Did you guys hear about the one guy who tra- I forgot where he was traveling from, but <clears throat> he had COVID and he died on the plane. Oh. <laughs> I'm died. driving to my next destination. <laughs> he died on the plane they removed him he even signed on the um on the paper saying that no he wasn't experiencing any symptoms no he doesn't you know but people are lying yes people are lying just to to get by and you hear about it all like you know damn well and he i think he knew that he had covid too 
and he died on the plane. And you know, I guess they just removed the body. They wiped. They wiped. <laughs> they just wiped it off. And guess what? People boarded the plane, and the life continued as such. Yes. Think about people who are asymptomatic. You have no symptoms at all, so you can be just passing this around. And then you have the nerve to know that you have symptoms and you're lying about it. Because everybody doesn't get a fever. Everybody doesn't get a call. So mm-hmm. you might be breathing differently because I think that's one of the biggest things. Like your breathing is a little bit different because it is, is affecting your lungs specifically. But like, how can you... That's what I don't understand. Like, how dare you endanger someone else like because you want to do what you want to do at your own will people are selfish and even the whole thing with the mask like i can see if wearing a mask protected me it's for other people so if you take that decision away from me and decide to pull your mask down and we're in a confined space that's extremely selfish because i can't protect myself my life is in other people's hands at that point yes realize that but that that goes back to this comment of I don't even know if the guy was American or not, but because we live in a society and if you are in America, you have this entitlement about you that you are untouchable, that nobody can do anything to you. And don't get me started on race because it depends on the person's race too. Yes, the black Americans are very entitled. We are, we're selfish. We only think of ourselves on certain occasions. Yes, we do. However, I think it's important to note that when it comes to COVID as well, that racism has a big part to play in this. Mm-hmm. And white privilege shows up because, oh, hell, I'm a white male. I get to walk around. Huh, I dare somebody tell me to put pull up my mask or not to do this or not to do that. <laughs> I've noticed that in Walmart. Like, at one point in time, like, Walmart had these long lines outside making his wait. But then something else came out saying, like, they're not making people wear a mask. So I've been to Walmart, and apparently they are. I don't even know if you have to wear a mask to go to Walmart, but I... I feel like Walmart is the one place I see people walking around without masks. Yeah, it depends on the um the institution. Like, are they mandating it? And I feel like all of these um places, yes, you should mandate to wear a damn mask. Like, what the hell? Like, there's uh, so many people in there, and you're endangering your workers. Like, how are you keeping your workers safe? People are like fighting that it's like against their rights and their free will and all this bullshit stuff but like the place like is that right. like i own the place therefore i can implement whatever rules if i say you can't come into my place without having a shirt on like now all of a sudden it's your right like mm-hmm. get out of here entitlement that's basically what it is hashtag white privilege hashtag entitlement <laughs> i'm sorry oh, my comment about <laughs> First of all, I'm social justice heavy regardless of wherever I am. My comment for all the people who really do not know me is based on what is happening now recently with 45. Today is January 7th. What's today's date? January 7th and everything that's going on in the Capitol. So if you've heard about it, read about it, if you haven't, hit me up and I will explain everything and why I feel the way that I do at this very moment. Because I'm pissed. I'm heated. (laughs) <laughs> i don't think i've ever felt did y'all see half of them didn't even have masks on yes yep. all in people face i was like side note i am i don't think i've ever been this outraged in a while 
about racism. Like going to Altoona was one thing and the Confederate flag was up and people would be honking and saying slurs while we walking on the street. That's one thing. But for you to literally storm the Capitol and no one does anything to you because the color of your skin and your president tell you to go home, we love you. But because of a black person out and protesting in DC peacefully, you bringing out tear gas and throwing a paddy wagon at somebody. Please go sit down. Yes. It's, it's always been a thing, but because Trump is our president, they feel more comfortable to express how they truly feel. But I hope this opens people's eyes and realize systematic racism actually is still very much alive. And this is not the root of it. It's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And now somebody that's in power. And now that somebody's in power, like such as the president, they believe like, you know, now here's our chance. Like, you know, I don't. (laughs) Here's our chance, right. Because basically his statement implied, I stand with you. I know how he said, I know how you feel. No, he, he, no, seriously, all his little speeches signal and tell them exactly what to do. He told them to go to the Capitol. Literally that day, he said, we're going to walk up Pennsylvania Avenue and we're going to go to the Capitol. They They talk his secret code, stand by and stand back. Yo, he be telling them what to do. All these, listen, listen. (laughs) We digress. That is a whole conversation for another day, but this is real life. I'm talking about real life, so. And like the things that affect, and we were supposed to still show up and go to work. Like I supposed to still do my job and still feel the way that I do being a black woman in America. Like this right here, I have a problem with. Oh, that this could honestly be a whole nother episode because I got a whole lot to say too. <laughs> you deem pe- black people to be strong and we still supposed to do our damn jobs every single day while we have this going on, but it's okay for your white people to walk up into a Capitol and do whatever they want to do. I have a problem. <laughs> Oh, anyways back to vaccinations and yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right back to COVID-19 <laughs> so I guess the question on everybody's mind may be what will we do with the vaccination when it is offered to us it's a dub for me. Um, like I said, I, I feel like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I've heard, a little, I need to actually read a little bit more, but honestly, I, I can't trust a lot of things that are being put out, but I've heard too many doctors say that it has mRNA in it and it alters your DNA and all this stuff. People in the test uh, studies had Bell's palsy, all this. I'm not getting it. And first of all, COVID is just like the apparently I don't know I don't know how true this is but the rate of like the normal flu that we get every year in COVID like you can get through COVID and you can get through the normal flu I personally I don't get the flu shot I'm not going to get the COVID vaccine that's just my personal stance on this I pray that we're all safe and protected I feel like there's other ways around it we are the only country pushing this other countries have successfully fought COVID and are beating COVID and not one of those countries are talking about a vaccine that they know nothing about. Vaccines take years of studies and test trials and experiments and all this stuff. They're rushing it and I think it's money driven with the whole Bill Gates thing but 
<laughs> it's a dub. It's a dub for me. Bill Gates thing. I'm a, I'm glad she's saying it like that because I'm gonna say it in the most hood radish ratchet way. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Randy Jackson. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Um yeah, I agree with them. I agree with them. like I'm not gonna be like them, so I'm just gonna say I will refuse. <laughs> I'm gonna say hell to the no, you could hold me down and try if you want to. And if guys, if they make it mandatory, look into this, but apparently there's something in it that you could say that your family has negative reactions to and your doctor can sign off so you don't have to get it. They better not make this mandatory because I will be fighting everybody. I'm not taking it. I'm not, yo, I really had a nightmare sidebar. I had a nightmare about this. I was like hanging out with somebody and like they injected me a little bit with the vaccine. I said, oh my God, why would you do? Like I freaked out. Is it my like if I'm having dreams about this, I'm not getting it. It's a dub for me. I really so I feel two ways about this. It's like I am happy that a black woman successfully was able to do this vaccine, right? However, don't use that same black woman to infiltrate and to get black people who are your guinea pigs and who have been your guinea pigs for years to take this vaccination. Like it's it's more than a double standard. Like, I really think it's rooted in white supremacy and systematic racism. I really do. You dare get this Black woman who was successful enough to curate this vaccination and then say, here's this pretty Black woman who came up with this. L, go into the Black communities and give them the vaccine. Mm -mm. And don't get it with me at all. There was in Africa somewhere, I don't remember exactly what, and I'm sorry, I don't have my facts on this, but they were giving out uh, vaccines and the vaccines were making the people sterile. Like, it's like a history of people not trusting vaccines. The president's not even getting the vaccine. Um, He should be leading by example and taking it first. He's not getting the vaccine. Especially since he had COVID. Wait, he he said that? Trump said he's not getting the vaccine. What the hell? I'm surprised. This man, I can't. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, make your own decisions, but just do your research and don't get the vaccine. I was like, we are not here to tell you what to do, how to do it. I am here to tell you to live your life and live it according to how you want to. Because as an adult, as someone, if you are a teenager, listen to this. You will one day be an adult, have to make decisions for yourself. Look into everything. Don't listen to other people. Do your own research. Fact check it. You did it. Fact check it again. And then fact check it one more time. Because things change. And CNN is not everything is all cracked up to be. And neither is Fox News. Figure out who's running your shows. None of the news freaking stations. Figure out who was giving you the information. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is crazy times we're living in. I, I think the most part that bothers me is the whole term of mandatory just the term just the term itself mandatory like do I not have control of what goes into my body especially like what when it comes down to like jobs and stuff like that so I am going to school to become a nurse and I'm in my last semester of this granted I don't think that this last semester I will be met um mandated to um 
take the vaccine because it, it won't be available for students as yet. But like me going into the workforce, like, man, you trying to get a job and they telling you like, you got to take this vaccine. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, how do you stand your ground in a situation where you're so vulnerable? Don't like, worry, I value your own private practice. <laughs> But, but I feel like that's not right, though, to, like, basically put someone's entire livelihood in jeopardy because you want them to take a vaccine that you don't even have concrete proof about is is really messed up. But people are doing that. Like, I, I think I shared it with you all that this girl I know, she works at a hospital, and they told her in order to continue working there, you have to take the vaccination. I'll be like, show me in writing. Where's it mandated by people. law that I must take this? You're not gonna play with my livelihood. Like you're here's the thing. As an infant, you already have your parents who probably got the vaccination themselves. Like when you think about the measles, the mumps, those types of shots that you had to get. It's things in those shots as well that could have, I don't know, you could have had a reaction to. And so they made these decisions for you. But there's a lot of people out here who don't even vaccinate their kids. And people will be like, well, you should vaccinate. Why should I? Why should I take a chance and vaccinate me or vaccinate my child when there's things that are harmful and daily inside these vaccinations? You don't know what they're putting inside these things unless you actually do the research. Mm-hmm. If you're not standing in the lab with them while they're doing it, you really don't know what's going into them. They're just telling you. It's That's why there's different types of doctors out here too. Think about it. Some doctors believe in holistic measures and some of them believe in prescriptions and pills. People push Percocets and every other drug, pharmaceutical companies, because they're making big amounts of money if you are taking these drugs and then you deem, um, I guess, once you get to a maximum, like you actually become hooked and hooked up on these pills. Oh, they want to cut you off, but they're the ones that push them on you in the first place when you got injured. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't balance out. It's not equivalent. So think about what we're, like, we literally have to think about what we're doing. And then even with that, like, there was, I don't remember what, I don't know. I I know all these stories, but I can't remember exactly where. There was a doctor who purposely, I believe, left a bunch of COVID vaccines out and administered them after they were bad. So it's like, you can't even trust a normal doctor. Like he did this with intent. He made sure to leave the vaccines out and he gave people expired or bad vaccine. Like it's just some twisted stuff. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Cause I think they have to be, they have to go into like freezers. And, right. Yeah, it's under like some weird temperatures. So like but. Lacia said, if you're not with them from the creation to the administration, I don't want it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right, y'all. <laughs> Let's hey, we got real passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear our views though. It is it is. It is nice. Regardless of if we all agree or you know, like we have different stances on it. It's it's very interesting. Um but wipe it down a little bit. <laughs> What is one thing you learned or gained on this time? I would say one thing I learned is life is real and life is unpredictable. In a sense, I feel like I was kind of like living in la-la land. 
walking around the world like nothing like obviously bad things happen but something like this like I only was seeing a movie and it's like like this is reality so it just kind of like made me more aware of my surroundings in life itself like it I want to live more I want to do things that actually make me happy I want to live with purpose there's no more just me going with the flow of life because anything can happen in any second so I learned that life is more precious and I don't know how long I'm here for but I want to be here for a good time I want to do the best I could do I want to be a great person and COVID just hit and it was real um I'm not gonna say something that I learned because I've been through this <laughs> something <laughs> I relearned and so I'm taking the time to commit to myself if that makes sense so like we talk a lot about self-care we promote things about self-care it's easy to promote it it's easy to tell other people to do it I just need to take the time to do it for myself. And I think being in, uh, being in quarantine allowed me to literally slow down a little bit because I'm always on the go. I am still always on the go, but I've slowed down a little bit and like I've given time back to myself. And I think, I think it's helpful to do that even, even when you're not in quarantine, but it's like, I forgot what it's like to just be with me and not just be with other people. And so when I was spending time by myself, I was like, damn, I'm bored, I'm lonely. But like, I had to realize like, you haven't spent so much, you haven't spent time with yourself in forever. You forgot what it's like. I even take myself out on dates. I couldn't do that no more. And then when life started happening, when school started, I really didn't take myself out on no date no more. So... I am relearning to give back to myself like I give to other people. So hold me accountable if you don't see me doing it. If I don't tell y'all something that I'm doing for myself, I'm going to try to do something like once a month. Once a week, girl. Shoot. No, something big like once a month. What's big? Oh. Um, Maybe a massage. Maybe cut my phone off. Don't talk to nobody. Because once, once a, a week, week, like I'm already, once a week, I'm already like decompressing, watching the show. So that's okay. always been like, you know, I got to okay. keep up with Grey's Anatomy and the good doctor and everything else that's coming back on. Okay. Oh, wow. I think mm. that's a form of self-care too. Just mm-hmm. no distractions, be in your show. Okay. Be in my zone. Okay. I think I thought of something. Um, one thing I learned, <clears throat> I said it previously too, that I learned how much I love being just by myself. <laughs> like i'm i'm just enjoying it but um we're learning a different way how to just like do fun things even though we're limited so like i picked up even though we haven't really talked about hobbies but i picked up hiking like never in forever would i ever be hiking <laughs> and i like it. hike on your birthday what you talking about but we talking about in quarantine that wasn't quarantine exactly oh (laughs) i picked it up like i've always seen i don't want to say it but you know you see you see certain people always hiking you just be like i could (laughs) i could never (laughs) i could never right but like just taking in all nature all things natural like 
just the areas that's just around you and you're just finding like the simple beauty in it all like I love it and you get a little workout too I do enjoy hiking that hike we did was crazy but I do enjoy hiking that one was a little that was was a little right there (laughs) yeah that's just my workout went forever I think it's nice to mention since Liv mentioned hobbies um confessions from the couch was birthed through quarantine um we was playing around with the idea at first and then it's like we had basically some of this free time and then we were able to produce this together and I guess this it helped us because we got to spend more time together virtually because we see each other or try to see each other occasionally but like now and it's not just the text messages we're talking we actually are setting time to go on a zoom call and see each other's lovely faces I like it too because we have like obviously we talk and have conversations but I feel like sometimes our conversations can just be catching up and with this it was we got to talk about different topics and we got to explore each other's minds on different subjects it wasn't just oh well I'm doing this this is how my life is going this is what do you think about this I thought it gave us a chance to go a little bit deeper with each other so yeah, it's really been nice. But the crazy thing is, when you said that this came through quarantine, we've been in quarantine so long, I forgot that it was, we were, <laughs> like, it doesn't even seem like it. Like, right. I was thinking that we started, we thought about the podcast before quarantine, but I'm really thinking that we thought about it during quarantine and then we just waited a certain amount of time till we st- actually brought out episodes. No. To be honest. When I remember it being like we talked about it and I pushed for it like we was like I was like why don't we just start and then we had like literally some free time on our hands because it we was were in the house. But I feel like it was like I remember one of our first um times meeting was like around before your birthday because we were talking about your trip. So I think we did we start this like in the summertime? No, we started it way before then. The idea was out there, but it was because we were in school that we couldn't, like, start mm. everything. So that was really, like, the hold on everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, our lives are really getting in between the podcast, but the content is really good, and I like hearing what you guys have to say about different things. And it kind of, like, sways your mind a little bit. I don't want to say, like, <clears throat> well, you guys' opinion, it, it means a lot, too. So you get to hear like different perspectives and stuff like that. And, oh, I never really thought about it that way, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I love listening to our podcast. I, I do learn a lot. Even like we record ahead of time. So when we re-listen, it's like, oh, wow, that was good. Oh, we said, wow, look at us. So it's like, it's it's nice. It's really nice. We're doing I, the thing. <laughs> I definitely agree. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I should have added this yeah like or I don't really feel I don't feel the same way anymore like it's so crazy like like it's so crazy mm-hmm. it is. man COVID has done a lot it has done a lot it's, it's, it has done a lot of good things even through the storm it has done a lot of good things so it has definitely been a blessing and a curse yeah it slowed me COVID slowed me down a lot it definitely has, because every day or, I want to say, like, every weekend I was gone. 
doing something. Although I do miss, see, I need to be traveling. I don't feel like I'm missing out as much. I'm kind of thankful for that. I don't feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you mean? With school and all, like, um, yeah, quick excuse, it's COVID, hello, like, instead of just saying that I'm broke, <laughs> it's COVID out here, like, <laughs> like, or I got school or something, you know, like, we got restrictions out here, so it's, it's making a lot of things more easier, like, your excuses is a lot better. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait till I graduate, y'all, because I'm about to be out there. <laughs> I still got another year. <laughs> Leave me by myself. <laughs> wait, no, Mir joining me. Yep. <laughs> so I still know my struggle. Um, before we go and wrap up, um, although we can't see people like we used to or probably want to, do we? Do you all contact people more or less now? I wasn't contacting people before. <laughs> and um, I kind of still am not. But um, I let people know all the time. I'll say, you know, just hit me up and I'll be down to talking. But for me to actually reach out, yeah, no. I don't know. I try to. I think about people a lot. I do. I do think about them and stuff like that. So once I do, I try to wrap my head around, you know, especially during the time that we are in, you know, just do it, you know, just hit them up, ask them how they're doing, ask them how their family is doing and stuff like that. So I'm trying. Mm, I'm in the middle. I really don't do people that well. Like, I mean, if I see you, I see you. If I don't, I don't. I mean, if I think about you, I hit you up. That's for sure. I'm not I'm like I'm not like that. But also, I think I think it's the person that I am of like I'm always the one reaching out. So at a point, I just got tired. Even in COVID, you ain't hit me up. Why should I hit you up? Why do Why should I always be the one to hit you up? Because if you cross my mind, I'm pretty sure I crossed yours. Even if it was just like for two milliseconds. It was a thought, so you could have just like sent a quick text or something. I don't know. I must have lost a lot of friends. <laughs> you lost a lot of friends. All my friends thought like how you just thought I would have just about no friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, so that's why you get hit up. How <laughs> people so much, but it's just the action of just like reaching out I don't know I struggle with it I say like why I don't know like so I be trapped in my own head and I just sometimes I just convince myself like listen I don't really feel like talking I need some time for me and that just that's what it is it's definitely that she's not me like most times like I'm trapped in school like literally I'm trapped doing this and then like my free time, like knowing I haven't talked to you in so long, I know that the conversation is going to last longer than I actually want it to be. And I'm glad that it is lasting that long, but right now it's me time. So I'm not going to hit you up. <laughs> yeah, that- I feel that. I feel like before I would hit people up, but then I, before COVID, I kind of just got to the point where it's like, I'm not hitting people up first anymore. But it is weird because like, 
I'll, I'm used to hanging out with people because things are open. So it's like, even if we don't talk, I know that an event might pop up and we'll get a chance to catch up. But since everything has been on quarantine, months have been going by and I haven't been seeing people. And also I feel the whole me time thing. Like, I don't, I can't, there's so many people I leave on red and I feel bad, but it's like, I don't have the mental capacity or space right now to hold a whole conversation with somebody. I, I literally don't. So people will be on red for days and I'm always like, hey guys, sorry, I suck at texting. Like, I'm always like that. It's just like, I'm just checked out and I'm just <laughs> myself and I'm sorry. I do that to literally everyone, but I guess it, it got worse during COVID. She does that to us too, y'all. Are you have to put my business out there? Sheesh. It's called transparency. <laughs> yeah. So if you if her friends are listening, it's all love. Only, right. She ain't only doing it to you. She <laughs> leaves us on red too. Come back six days later and nobody comments and girl, conversation over. And the crazy part is like I'll get like notifications. So I'll probably read what y'all say. And then I might respond in my head, but then I said, like... I do that. I respond in my head and think I hit send. So, or type back and hit send. I don't. I know I don't hit send. I just oh. I don't got the energy. I'm sorry. It be that sometimes. I, but it also depends on who it is. If who I are you? You got At that time. Oh, God. <laughs> plus, you always get responded to by me. Y'all funny. Y'all real funny. It depends on if you, and it depends on what I'm doing at the time too. If I'm like, I see it, I might check it and then forget to respond later. Mm-mm-mm. I respond it's all love, though. Um, okay, I respond to y'all all the time. So do I. Yeah, now that you're done with school. <clears throat> oh, okay. All right. Well, <sighs> I respond too. It just might not be the same day, but I still respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. She said at least she's still responding. Might but not be the same day. Oh my God. Well, thank you for joining us on today's episode about COVID madness. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode as we deep dive into everything from what COVID was like when we first started to our own emotional and mental well-being, and even our own transparency with our own families with COVID and how it has impacted us over the last 11 months we've been in quarantine. We hope that you take something away from it. We gave some tips, some guides, and even some little rants <laughs> in here. Um, thank you for joining us on the couch. Please subscribe to our Instagram at underscore confessions from the couch and Facebook confessions FTC. Boy, quarantine of everybody off of the road, eh, nah. road eh, nah. The virus taking over the world, eh, nah. world eh, nah. We can't party, no party Stay at home and practice good hygiene Wash your hand with soap and water Don't forget hand sanitizer oh, So we inside